Welcome back to Football on the 40. After a long bye week, the Longhorns returned to action this week in Manhattan, Kansas. But that had us wondering, what excitement could await if you wanted to make that long journey to the Little Apple? We'll get to that in a few minutes. Also new this week, the College Football Playoff Committee has released their inaugural 2022 rankings. We will cover that as well. Add in a preview of the game and the ever-exciting betting corner, and you will be ready for this Saturday, week 10 of college football. I'm Jake Robinson, and I'm joined by Andrew Harris, Kevin Mathis, and Bowen Kai. Football on the 40 is produced by Hamilton Lizer. But, hey, y'all, before we get into the nitty-gritty, it's Halloween week, or it was earlier this week, and I have an opening question for everyone. Do we ever get too old to wear costumes? I I think it depends on the mentality of how you wear your costume, if that makes sense. If you wear it to promote yourself, I think there's definitely an age limit to it. If you what do does it that to mean? how do you promote like, yourself? Are you doing ads on Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you're if you're like trying to show off, I think there's I don't think we've reached that age just yet, but I think there's an age where like you probably should not be showing off your Halloween costume. Now, if it's like for a theme or, you well, know, wait, 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 like wait, trying to... wait, wait. says the guy who has his Halloween costume posted on social media. <laughs> I didn't post it. <laughs> <laughs> what well, were you, it. Andrew? I was, I was Forrest Gump. Uh, Mary Page was Jenny. Beasley was a little shrimp. Uh, got some heat from some other guys about the about the costume um got a little too serious there but i thought you looked good you even had the sneakers not a lot of jenny fans uh, amongst the roommates yeah jenny (laughs) jenny sucks (laughs) i don't i don't i i don't think you get too old but agreed if you take it too seriously it's a little weird i didn't dress up this year but we dressed up little little baby a couple times once as a pumpkin on sunday and then as a shark yesterday those were some cute fits i saw those those were good yeah Yeah, um emily and i went as yeah i don't i don't think you get too old either i i feel like the context does change you probably become more of a supporting character as you get older potentially um emily and i went as uh waymond and evelyn from the movie everything everywhere all at once it's like the best movie we've both ever seen so um yeah it was a ton of fun we, we really enjoyed dressing up so it was, it was nice yeah i threw i threw on uh i threw on a cowboy costume for trick-or-treating for the kids and um uh, macy my girlfriend had uh she was a scarecrow so it was kind of cool and dagger was a cat my dog <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> ask that he had this little <laughs> little cat headband on i couldn't it's tell what you were <laughs> i couldn't tell if you were like a yellowstone character or you were just just in your in your get up sure that sounds that sounds even better that sounds better yeah i, I, I was i was ripped from yellowstone yeah they've they <laughs> never you. seen yellowstone all right um we're going to transition and talk a little bit about football the the broader scape of co- uh landscape of college football now the college football playoff committee has released their first rankings um, i'm going to hit a couple of the high points and then ask y'all to jump in from time to time first off um been high on them all season. If you've been listening, even preseason, I was high on them. But Tennessee is number one in the first 
rankings, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. So if it were today, obviously it's not, and this stuff will sort itself out because a lot of these teams play each other. But Michigan and Alabama would have come in fifth and sixth, and undefeated TCU is behind one loss Alabama. Um, Texas comes in at number 24, the only three-loss team that I that I believe that I saw. The only three-loss team in the rankings is Texas at 24. Um, yeah, highlight, OU and AM are both not ranked. No surprise there. But question, when was the last time Oklahoma was not ranked in the college football playoff? Rankings. Uh, trick question, never. Yeah, trick question, never. Bowen, do you have an answer? I guess I'm just I'm just on the same boat. I don't have a better guess. <laughs> they were not they were not ranked in the initial rankings in 2014. So they they did have a few weeks in 2014 that they were not ranked. But hmm. since then they've been ranked in every poll. So you'll you'll love to see it. The non-ranked. Although if they win this week, they might be back in. <laughs> um. Yeah. Do y'all have any general takeaways? I thought one fun thing a lot of people were looking at is if the 12 team playoff have had already expanded like it's supposed to and or like it will in 2025 or maybe in 2024. Um, one of the matchups would have been you would have seen things like UCLA at Michigan or LSU at TCU. Random random games like that would be so fun to watch if, you know, of course, this is just the first rankings, but. Any anything jump out at y'all? I have to react and say uh, Texas being the only three loss team was interesting. We've been commenting about how high FPI and ESPN analytics are on Texas this season, and to see that verified by a group of individuals who are are watching a lot of football was interesting. Um, and then I'll I'll tell you why this is relevant later in the podcast but Tulane being ranked at 19 has to be a surprise don't want to spoil that one um but Tulane at 19 just jumps off the page <laughs> it will make sense I promise I, I promise. think we all know why they <laughs> yeah I think we know. <laughs> it's like well, these people have never watched college football <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's just like a hit TV show. He just wants to keep the audience engaged. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back after no, no. <laughs> um, Andy, did anything? Were there any surprises for you in the top twenty-five? Yeah, so I think the ACC has just kind of been overranked this whole year, um, and I understand why. Um, understand why Clemson is technically uh, in the top four. I don't agree with it. But I think the CFP is basing it off of their ranked wins over um, over Syracuse, Wake Forest, and NC State. But I, I just don't think those teams are very good. Syracuse didn't play well against Notre Dame. They got they lost to them by a good amount. Wake Forest was blown out by um, Louisville. I don't know how in the world they're in the top twenty-five. Um, they lost like forty-eight to fourteen or twenty. I forgot. Um, but it was bad. And then NC State, I don't know. I mean, what's their best win over Tech at home? Yeah. I I mean, I don't think any of those teams are great. And so the playoff committee is like giving Clemson the benefit of the doubt for being those teams. But those are just all kind of average teams, in my opinion. And I think Michigan, Alabama, and TCU are all better than Clemson right now. 
Yeah. I, I mean, those are, those are fair takes. I do think there's a lot of parity this year, unlike in years past. And a lot of the conferences are, are better in the middle tiers than they've been like the ACC, the big 12, a great example of it, even the PAC 12. And so I, I think because of that, you're getting a lot of two and three lost teams. So there's just really no one, nowhere else to put up there than those ACC teams or a three lost Texas, but okay. Well, if that, that's it, I think that's good. There's a good little, little intro to the college football playoff committee rankings. They'll, they'll be back every Tuesday through the end of the season. So we'll, we'll have to monitor that and check back in later on, but Andy, take us into the next segment. So guys, we're going to play a little bit here where I accidentally booked a trip to the wrong Manhattan. And um, instead of booking it to Manhattan, New York, I booked it to uh, Manhattan, Kansas. And so in order to redeem this mistake that I made, um, imagine I was going there with Mary Page. Y'all got to give me one idea uh, to do that weekend in Manhattan, Kansas, um, that will salvage the weekend. The only thing I will say is um, it cannot be Kansas State related if that makes sense. So, um, like, it can't be, like, going to a Kansas State athletic game or, like, touring the campus. So I'll let you all take it away. All righty. Andy, I got you all covered right here. Did my research, putting on my travel, travel advisor, travel guide hat, and I've got you all covered. MP's going to have a great weekend. We're going to bring you all to Aggieville. Now you might be thinking, wait, you know, I didn't, I didn't come to College Station. So Aggieville is not in Kansas State, but it's right next to the campus, and it refers to the university's previous mascot in the days when they were also an agricultural college. So very common, I suppose, college background. But in Aggieville, you'll find over a hundred shops and restaurants. Very notably, you'll have free Wi-Fi, Andy. So you and MP will be covered there from a wireless perspective. And depending on the weekend you go, you know, say it falls on a very special day, maybe New Year's Eve, one weekend. If that's the weekend you find yourself in Manhattan, Manhattan in the Little Apple, you can head on over to Rally House where you can watch the world famous ball drop from Rally House right there in the Little Apple. And famously, actually, in 2017, there was a bit of a controversy. The ball did not drop on midnight. Yes, it was pretty devastating. A lot of folks in the crowd said they didn't actually realize it didn't drop and it was just all the festivities. So, you know, I think that says a little bit about the kind of atmosphere that you'd get at Rally House. So head on over to Aggieville, go over to Rally House, watch the ball drop at midnight. You and MP will have a great time. Bo, I really like that idea. Um, that, that was a really good one. I will say the free Wi-Fi comment makes it kind of seem like we're going to a foreign country and I just don't have any data there. <laughs> Starlink. <laughs> free Wi-Fi, Andy. I you never fun. know. You never know what kind of you never know what kind of network reception you'll get. Yeah, down I mean, kind of in so, the middle of nowhere. Free Wi-Fi. So. Exactly. It'll so, be big. I've I've been to Manhattan. I may be the only one out of us us four that's been to a game there and I can confirm that the students and the locals refer to this part of the city as Aggieville uh, and I've been to some bars and restaurants there we had a good time so confirmed it is fun <laughs> five-star rating there 
you go. There you go. Jake, do you want to give your idea? Yeah. So first of all, before I get into my part of the bit, um, I did, you know, Google did some research and I, and I came across the Convention and Visitors Bureau of Manhattan, Kansas, and their motto, it's, it's totally descriptive. It really, you know, gets me excited to visit. It's just, oh, Manhattan. Like that's the entire motto. Just, oh, I don't know if it's, oh, Manhattan or if it's, oh, Manhattan, but that, that's the whole, that's the whole motto. So that got me, you know, kind of pumped to visit, but after you get your pregame drink in Aggieville, you and Mary Page are going to just mosey on down to downtown Manhattan, just a little bit further, I, I think. I really don't know. But what are you going to do? You're going to need to eat dinner. And what is one of the biggest attractions in the Big Apple? Awesome cuisine. Of course, the number one restaurant in the Little Apple is Bourbon and Baker. This is an actual restaurant. And I got really excited about it. I kind of want to visit just to go here. It's in an old historic building. There are 92 distinct bourbons on the menu. I counted every one of them. They have a bakery on site and they have an affordable fried chicken and biscuit plate. So you're going to take Mary Page to a nice dinner at Bourbon and Baker. And she's going to be very happy after that. She's going to not even be mad that you're in the wrong Manhattan. You know, you might be right there. I I will say I'm not much of a bourbon drinker, neither is Mary Page, but the restaurant does sound cool. So they have like a bourbon cheesecake too. Uh, that that's probably I'd rather <laughs> just have regular bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Kevin, take us home. All right. Just a quick end to this segment. Uh there's a lot to drive around and see in Manhattan. So I would highly re- recommend that you rent a car and take the following route to a notable landmark. Uh, you're going to take Points Avenue in South MLK to Highway 18. Uh, you're going to follow Highway 18 and I-70 West to US 77 South and Junction City and take exit 295. From there, you're going to get on I-35 South and in about 600 miles, you'll be back in Austin. I was not sure where that was going, and then I heard 35, and I was like, nice, okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, so Kevin, I think, is just saying that you don't want to spend any time in Manhattan. I think think you have a great itinerary lined up. You'll go to Aggieville, walk around, do some shopping, go get dinner at Bourbon and Baker, and then drive home. Drive to Austin. (laughs) Yeah, it is uh, 10 hours and 21 minutes. You could probably do that whole trip in one day. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I I could convince Mary Page to do the the drive, but I don't ignore the sentiment there, Kev. Um, (laughs) I don't know how much time we would want to spend there. Um, For best idea, (laughs) I think I got to go with Bo. Um, You know, if it was just up to me, I might have gone with Jake's idea, but – I got to consider Mary Page as well. And she, you know, in this situation, she's going to be disappointed. You got to somehow, you know, you got to make it up to her somehow. And um, I think a little shopping could help her out. So, Bo, I, I liked your idea the best. Nice. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy.
Wow. Well, that was a that was a fun and different segment for sure, but I enjoyed it. We're going to take our one and only break and we'll be back after this quick message. This Football on the 40 episode is brought to you by Hospitology. Hospitology is a weekly newsletter written by fellow Longhorn Blake Madden. It covers interesting, not boring stories at the intersection of business and healthcare, like why Amazon bought One Medical, and interesting health tech startups paving the way for the future of healthcare. If you want to get smarter on the crazy world of healthcare, subscribe to Hospitology today at workweek.com forward slash brand forward slash hospitology. And we're back. It is time to preview this week's game between your Longhorns and the Kansas State Wildcats. The game is obviously in Manhattan, Kansas at Bill Snyder Family Stadium at 6 p.m. on FS1. Yes, we've been relegated to FS1 again, which is kind of surprising considering that it's a ranked on ranked matchup. But I digress. The weather is uh, this will be a chilly game. The first one of the season, the high is going to be 58 on Saturday with rain showers possible even up to the game. It will also be windy. So it's going to feel like the 40s for the game. Feel free to in y'all's analysis factor that in if it has any effect on the game. Um, Don't think there'll be any thunderstorms. So we want we shouldn't see any delays, even if it does rain. But Kevin, give us your analysis for this game. Appreciate that, Jake. We will be facing a 6-2 and two Kansas State who has losses against TCU and Tulane. I mentioned Tulane earlier. Uh, there was some criticism early in the season about Kansas State losing against Tulane, but Tulane is now ranked number 19 in the CFP poll. So they've lost to two pretty solid football teams, and they just stomped Oklahoma State at home. Um FPI this week, we always harp on FPI. FPI is high. Uh, There is a 61.8% chance, apparently, that Texas is going to win on the road. And based on the last few weeks of football, I think that's a little high. Would you guys agree with me? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. (laughs) Yes. Never doubt the FPI, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Glad we're in agreement there. Um, so for, you know, a breakdown of their team on offense, uh, we have to start at quarterback per usual. They have some major questions at this position with regular starter Adrian Martinez recovering from a leg injury that was suffered a few games ago. Um, last week in preparation for Oklahoma State, the coaches made a very late decision to go, uh, to start Will Howard, who was the backup, uh, Adrian Martinez apparently was healthy enough to practice and participate in warmups before OSU, uh, before they elected Will Howard. Now, backup Will Howard went on to absolutely torch the Oklahoma State Cowboys and was actually the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week. So in a few articles I I read to prepare, uh, the coaching staff and the quarterbacks are acknowledging that even if Martinez is healthy, Uh, the staff is likely to elect Howard to start after last last week's performance. Um, They have a a pretty heavy rushing attack. Um, Only eight power five teams have a higher rush percentage than Kansas State, and their rushing attack is led by Deuce Vaughn, who's looking to break the 1,000-yard rushing mark against Texas. He currently has just over 900 rushing yards. Um, 
Notably, Bijan Robinson is also looking to break that mark this weekend. He's at, I think, 920 rushing yards. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which of those two breaks that mark on Saturday. It's very likely to occur. Um, yeah, Kev, I, I mean, we should be all well known, or we should be well accustomed to Deuce Vaughn uh, against us in his last two games. He's accounted for over 300 yards of total offense against us. He is super dynamic. You don't want him to be in space. If you can contain him uh, between tackles, it's a lot better for us. So that'll be the key is uh, containing him, actual containing him, not just like managing how many yards he gets. Absolutely. And he's a guy that, regardless of what he does on Saturday, is likely to play in the NFL, don't you think? He's been a consistent contributor in college football for the last few years. I think I think he will make an NFL roster for sure. Uh, the only thing is he's really small, so it, I think he's going to have to have like a Darren Sproles type of career. Which hey, Darren Sproles also went to Kansas State, so yeah. As a fellow short man, I'm rooting for him to get drafted. Come on, Deuce, you're like five inches taller than him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's five six. <laughs> still, still pulling for for Deuce. Uh, wait a second, hold up. Isn't Deuce the guy that was sponsored NIL wise by yes. a, a toilet Florida company? <laughs> yes, a Florida body. <laughs> I just remembered that. Uh, does anyone remember what that company's name was? Probably not, but no. <laughs> Deuce was in the tagline for a Porta Potty company, and there is a commercial. Maybe we can tweet it this week, but one of my favorite NIL deals. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. So clearly, the Kansas State Wildcats are coming off a great week defensively against OSU where they shut out the Cowboys. Um, I looked at some of their tendencies on defense and something, the one that really stood out was their turnover margin. This team averages a plus one turnover margin per game. So for the season, I can't recall off the top of my head, but they're like plus nine or so for the season, which is just crazy. They had three turnover turnovers last week with two interceptions and a fumble. So Texas really needs to take care of the ball against them. Uh, anything else from you, Andy, on on breaking down Kansas State? No, I mean, it's going to be a tough op opponent. We have been them the last five years. Um, so we have our mojo going um, with us, but we're going to have to play a good game. Um, if we play like we did against Oklahoma State, we're going to lose. But I do think we have a chance. Um, it's not it's not like we have no hope going into the game, but we're going to have to play a pretty complete game to win. Looking forward to seeing the, the horns in the super trooper outfits, all whites with probably some long pants and long sleeves too. That'll be a cool look in the cold weather, of course. All righty. Next up, we've got betting corner. Bowen, do you want to lead us into that? For sure. Thanks, Kevin. Dang. Great breakdown. I will say Jake's forecast about the wind is giving me some I think PTSD is a bit too strong of a word don't want to use that but it's giving me some some heebie-jeebies <laughs> from from Quinn's Quinn's performance in the wind the other week um but yeah so breaking down betting corner um from a weekly standings perspective Jake crushed it this week out up on top behind a huge performance behind Tennessee let's go in second Andy in third and myself in last. I think it's one of 
probably my first week in, in last, I'm not sure, but Kevin, Andy, and I were both in the, in the red and, and Jake was the only one that finished in the positive. Um, overall wise, I'm still in first, although my lead is dwindling rapidly. Andy holding on to second, Jake, uh, Kevin um, slipped back down behind a third. And then Jake is still in the rear, but gaining real quick. Um, Jake, first question to you, and then I'll go to Andy. Jake, how does it feel? You 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 took a big stand on Tennessee coming out on the top. How do we build off this momentum? Yeah, I I wanted to make this extravagant speech about my gain and all of your declines, but I'm not going to do that at this time. I mean, admittedly, I'm still in last place after all. But could I could I point out the fact that Tennessee covered again and I won the week outright just like you did? Yeah, I, I could do that. I could also mention that uh, Hendon Hooker surpassed C.J. Stroud to be placed first in the Heisman odds, which, if <laughs> happens, wins me 60 units. I guess I could point that out, too, but it hasn't happened yet. So instead, I'm just going to sit back. I have you right where I want you. You're freaked out. All the dogs are back inside. Um, yeah, we're, we're fighting. There's fighting going on about the mess the dog left behind and all of that, but you know, I feel pretty good. And in, in fact, I, I feel safer than Greg Abbott heading into next week's election. Wow. Wow. That that is, that is, speaking, that is, of, <laughs> speaking of, is this, is this election rigged? Did I really lose? Did I really lose second place? Because in your weekly standings, I beat Andy for the week and I've dropped a spot to third. How's that possible? Features, man. Absolutely rigged. So last week, Andy's total was plus 3.6 units. He apparently lost 1.4 units, and he's listed at plus 3.6 units. Still again, Bone. This election (laughs) might be rigged. It's definitely not rigged. It's going to go to the judges here. We might have to talk about this offline. It's definitely not rigged. No, there's a a valid reason, Bone. Give it. Yeah, it's just the futures futures bets that they, they cashed in from week zero. Um, they don't they don't uh, take into account in our weekly standings because they weren't made in the past week, but they, so they factor that, into the overall. That weekly total goes to his week zero. Anyways, I don't want to take us over time here, but that just that just doesn't give us give the people tip, confidence tip, about this democracy. Typical <laughs> Kevin. Typical Kevin. Blaming <laughs> blaming the election. We don't even know how the votes are cast. <laughs> <laughs> Sound yeah anyway. Uh, hey, I'm happy. I'm anyway. happy. I'm all about I'm all about election integrity, um, record keeping integrity, bookkeeping integrity. So I, I welcome all the questions. I'm happy to make sure that the books are balanced correctly. So um yeah, no, 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 no harm, no foul there, no offense taken. We'll just continue to make sure that we we keep it honest and um yeah, keep the integrity in, in betting corner because that that's what's important. So we're looking ahead. Um, to this week, we are favored going into into Kansas, which is can going up against Kansas State, which is pretty wild, I think, to all of us. Um, it opened at minus three. I do see in the sports book that we're using, it's down to minus two and a half. Um, the over under has also um, it's settled around. It's it's about fifty four and a half. Um, so lower than weeks past, but you know, given what Jake said about the wind, wind and Kansas State holding. Um, you know, Oklahoma State to zero points. I mean, that's maybe maybe you could expect that. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with that, um, and then we'll go elsewhere around the league. Um, Jake, we'll start with you. What are you liking in this Texas game? You know, I 
I'm not quite as pessimistic going into this game. We're coming off a bye week. Kansas State's coming off of a really big high. Um, I think I think Kansas State's going to come to this game thinking that they're more than they truly are. And um, I, I think Texas is going to actually win it and cover. So I want two units on Texas minus two and a half. Wow. I like it. Bold bet. Bold bet. Kevin, what about you? I'm going to go with two bets tonight. Oklahoma State is playing on the road against Kansas, and Kansas is favored. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State to cover by five and bounce back from last week's terrible game against Kansas State. Also, Alabama is playing LSU and is favored on the road in Baton Rouge. I want to say the line is like 13, and I'm going to take LSU to cover that line for two units. That's going to be it for me. Okay, so those are your only two bets for this week? For tonight, I may add one tomorrow. Okay. Okay, cool. So that covers your, your Texas and around the league. Um, Andy, what about you? What are you liking on the Texas game? Uh, you know, I agree with Jake about um, about Texas playing well this weekend, but I am not going to make any bets. So I'm skipping the Texas game. Okay. Dang. Not, not a lot of not a lot of interest in the Texas. I'm, I'm going in on the Texas game. I'm not taking a side necessarily, but I'm taking three units on the under. Um, I think especially what Jake's said about the wind, I don't feel great around the game. I guess you could probably argue if we think we're going to win, it's probably going to be in a high scoring affair. So maybe that says something about how I feel about this, this weekend's uh, potential, but yeah, I think the under feels feels pretty good for me. Um, okay, so I'll also just start off with elsewhere around the league, too. Um, there's a pretty big matchup. Um, Georgia, Tennessee, one versus three, and then with the new college football rankings, I think it's the reverse, right? Um, I think Georgia's going to come out real hot with the maybe a chip on their shoulder looking to prove themselves. I'm putting two units on Georgia to cover um, the minus eight points against Tennessee going against Jake's Jake's uh, Jake's darling. Wow. Wow. What do the volunteers have to do to get some respect around this place? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you were done, but I'm going to go ahead and jump in since I have something on that game too. Here's what I have to say. They're number one in the country. They're undefeated. They have the Heisman front runner and they're, well, admittedly they're going into the, hometown of the reigning national champions but that being said they still shouldn't be eight and a half point underdogs give me five units on tennessee on the money line Woo! i like it i like it all righty awesome. and, and andy, the money line is plus 250 i believe just for the record cool andy what about you elsewhere around the league um well i'm gonna save um I'm going to save my big bet for last. Um, I guess for um, just Big 12 play, I'm going to take two units on Baylor uh, money line against OU. I don't think OU is that much better than what than when we played them, and Baylor looked really good on Saturday. Cool. I like it. Okay, I just have a couple more. And, Andy, it sounds like you have uh, one last one that you'll end on. Um, I have one. I have a couple that aren't college football related. Um, well, one's kind of college football related. So the Astros are playing right now as we're as we're recording this. 
Um, I'm not going to live bet this game. It does look like we're probably going to lose game three, but I'm going to continue to double down and put three units on us to win the World Series. Um, I still like our odds. I think we take hopefully take game four, five. That would be nice if we head down, um, down three, two. I think we'll still be fine. Um, but I, I like two, three units on, on the World Series. And then my other long shot bet, I'm going to call this one the Texas three-step parlay or Texas waltz, maybe, if, if you, know, you want to do that. Um, we, have a, um, we have a few notable Longhorns in the NFL um, that have gotten some more attention recently. And I like three of them um, for any time touchdowns this weekend. And we're going to put them on a parlay. So I don't have the exact odds because those don't come out until later in the week. But yeah, you can be on the lookout for me to put put some money, put one unit down on this. I'm going to say Deontay Foreman, Sam Ellinger, Devin DuVernay, anytime touchdown, three-player parlay, That's take it to the bank, bet. Texas Waltz, baby. That's going to be huge. It's going to, I mean, they're all going to be like plus 100, plus 200. I think Sam was going to be like plus 250, so... That's going to hit. It's going to cash out. It's going to give me some much needed momentum in betting corner because it's just been a, a slippery slope over here. That's a that's a really fun bet. I like that, Bowen. Um, I have one final one. It's just the same bet that, that Kevin made earlier, but I like Oklahoma State over Kansas for two units or for three units. Oklahoma State to cover over Kansas for three units. That's it. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so... First off, you know, last weekend I fell asleep on the couch. It almost almost slept through the night, but then I woke up at 10 o'clock and realized Kevin was still outside. I brought him back inside. He's back where he belongs. Kevin, you're in third place. Deal with it. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, going forward, you know, as a responsible dad, I need to think about my kids, um, you know, future plans, college. You know, I got to feed Kevin somehow. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm looking towards the future, right? And I'm going to make a massive futures bet right here. And with that in mind, if Jake, like he said earlier, if Hinton Hooker wins the Heisman, he's going to win 60 units, right? So in that, in that mind, I'm going to place eight units on Tennessee to win the national championship at plus 800, which... If you do the math there, that's 64 units. So if Hinton Hooker wins the Heisman, um, I think there's a good chance that Tennessee definitely makes a playoff. I think they have the team to potentially win a national championship. I got to put all my money there for this week uh, or most of my money. And so, yeah, eight units on Tennessee to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. That's a I terrifying like scenario if your name is Kevin. Because if that, if that occurs, I almost certainly finish last. <laughs> well, you also have to keep in mind, in the very likely event that that doesn't happen, the very last week of the season, Andy's dropping eight units. That's true. So we'll uh, see. But, we'll see. But I, I, I like the bet. I gotta say, I made the I made the same bet before the season started, but I got uh, plus. Plus 10,000 odds, just that I didn't make it in this betting corner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, that, that rounds us out on betting corner. Um, I'll make sure to get the bets in. Should be another exciting week. Awesome. Thank you, Bowen. Um, 
We do not have any mailbags this week. I know that's traditionally our last segment. So that being said, if you would like to submit a mailbag, you can do so at the link in our Instagram bio or in our Spotify description. What can you send? You can send a comment. You can send a question. You can send a hot take. You can ask for life advice, whatever you want. If you want to join the smack talk of our betting corner and say who you think is actually going to come out ahead at the end of the year, Tennessee hot takes, whatever, uh, you can do that. But um, please submit those at our Instagram or Spotify. And that brings us to the very end of this week's episode. Thank you all for listening. We're looking forward to the trip. Up, well, I don't think any of us are going, but we're still looking forward to the game up in uh, Manhattan this week. So hopefully the Longhorns can put up the W and, um, and it will be a fun, fun weekend. That's all we got for you this week. We'll catch you next and every Thursday during the football season here on Football on the 40. Thanks for listening. Welcome.